Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 171, we have a special guest, Luke Harlan. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Luke the mindset and freedom. Also, we're going to learn more about how he lost weight and being a, giving a donate. Hi, Luke. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's, an op- it's a great opportunity to be here. Yeah, the pleasure is mine to have you in my show. And yeah, it'll be like a great story to share with our audiences. You have an incredible story uh, about your life, how you built your businesses, also overcame losing your extra body weight. Uh, you wanted to do that. And so, yeah, I'd love, love to know more about that. So before I get to like the topic, I'd love to know more about yourself. Like how did you end up starting your own business and what actually motivated you? Well, I've always um, had more of a, I've always loved to work mm-hmm. uh, more than I loved school uh, at any point because I could see the results of work uh, from an early age. So I always uh, gravitated towards that. Um, and I was very fortunate uh, early in my career uh, to be given an opportunity for a startup and to be more entrepreneurial, to be more autonomous in what I did. And that once I had that bug, once that was in me, um, I was one of those crazy entrepreneurs that would rather work 80 hours for myself than 40 hours for someone else. Uh, and I never turned back. Uh, but with that, there was always trials and tribulations, successes and failures um, yeah. that, that, you know, we all learn from over, you get knocked down time and time again. Uh, and one of the things that uh, got me to where I am today was uh, maturing past the failures and really pivoting in my life to realizing that life is happening for me and not to me and not being a victim of it. But that took a a long time um, and led me into what I do today with transformational mindset coaching, because I realized that how we feel about things, our mindset, how we, our perspective, how we approach um, life, we're all knocked down. We all face challenges and obstacles, uh, but we can either uh, treat those as things that are happening to us and we get more defeated and we start okay. blaming other people uh, or life is happening to us. And these op- opportunities uh, are not obstacles. They're opportunities for us to grow and learn and take accountability for our actions. Um, and I learned this lesson um, you know, very strongly, more so that it impacted me personally um, about three or so years ago uh, when I was asked to... Uh, donate uh, blood and bone marrow uh, for someone who is a a tragically a leukemia patient because I had been a a registered donor. Um, And that was when it happened at a point in my life where I had kind of lost focus. Uh, I had let go of, um, you know, some of the things that I should have been keeping my my mind on, which was my health, uh, which is the foundation for any, our physical health, you know, empowers our mental health and clarity. And I found myself in, in, in my life, as you mentioned with weight that I I was 313 pounds. I was obese. Um, I was not happy with myself. Um, I, I kind of retreated from life. I was always an outgoing active person. Uh, and I sort of took a step into the background and started voyeuring, watching life happen, Mm. uh, taking care of my kids and doing business. But I really wasn't doing business at the optimal level. I was sort of just maintaining what I was you always been like overweight or like a certain point of your age, you become overweight? Uh, no, I'd always been an athlete. Uh, okay. I played college sports. I played sports since I was young. Yeah. I always stayed fit and active. And then I allowed 
uh, I allowed um, circumstances in my life, getting divorced, uh, losing a few businesses as they yeah. happened through different parts of uh, recessions. And we had, a, I was a, I owned a mortgage company during the, in 2008, during the mortgage recession and the yeah. bank crisis. Um, you know, I went to a startup. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, that, that fell a lot of startups tend to fall. So I had some life lessons along the way. And then with the divorce, I'd kind of let those things, those external things change my focus and allowed, I started being a victim of the external things. And with that, I sought comfort in food and drink. Um, and then I allowed myself. So you tried to distract it, right? From what's going on to the outside world. Exactly. I think what we call it is self-medicating. Yeah. I think. I think what happens with men, especially men, is that they feel that they should be able to handle everything on their own, mm. that they don't need to talk or emote or communicate or, you know, talk about their feelings or what's going on. Their job as men is to take care of their family. Their job as men is to take care of business. And that's that's our responsibility. That's how we're wired. And when you try to do it all on your own, but you don't have the tools or the resources to get out of your own way, yeah. uh, you just start digging yourself deeper. And that's where I was. Um, I wasn't asking for help. I was trying to figure it out on my own. But as Einstein said, is that we cannot solve uh, problems with the same, same level of thinking that created them. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't have perspective or insight uh, on what I was doing to sabotage myself. I was merely, and then with that, obviously there's regrets and anger. And, and so I, I turned to alcohol and food and just as a, as a self-medication to dull that sort of emotional pain uh, and to continue to do what I, what I was doing. And that led to the, uh, the weight increase. And before I knew it, I was 60, 70, 80 pounds over where I should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't happen overnight, it happened in a year or so. And uh, but by the time I realized I was at rock bottom um, yeah. was at the same time that I was called upon to help this person out uh, to donate. And it was at that point where it was, uh, I was uh, sitting on the hospital bed after um, kind of rushed through a bunch of tests because the critical ill patient needed my, uh, my donation. And I was on this hospital bed Yeah. and I started crying and the nurse said, are you in pain? Is something going on? What's going on? It's just, and what I'd realized is that I had put myself in this position. Mm. There was a person who was dying of leukemia who who didn't do anything in his life to create that for himself. It wasn't a lifestyle choice. It wasn't bad behaviors. It wasn't habits. Uh, He did nothing. It was just happenstance that he had leukemia and that he was on the, you know, was dying and needed this donation to survive. Meanwhile, I'm on this bed, quite overweight, obese. And uh, I realized that I had made this decision to eat and drink. I had made this decision not to ask for help. I had made these decisions that put me exactly where I was in my mm-hmm. life. And I had to accept responsibility and accountability for it. I couldn't blame the economy. I couldn't blame some other source. Um, I, there was no blame. There was just an acceptance of that. But in that acceptance and that accountability that I controlled my life was this sudden surge of hope that, wait a minute, if I made these decisions to put me here in a bad way, I can make different decisions to get me out of it, to become yeah. better, to make my goals and take take ownership of my life. And that's when I started crying is realizing, well, I if I can do this, but then I realized this sort of epiphany, this enlightenment, this aha moment that I needed help. I couldn't do it on my own. 
And I had to be okay with that. I needed to ask for help. And that's when my life changed was when I was willing to open myself up to getting yeah. help and instruction from other people who once I wrote, raised my hand, so many people came and met me when I, when I walked towards them um, to help me on the journey that became my new life uh, and how I help other people is paying that forward. Uh, and that was the catalyst of changing mindsets mm. of helping, empowering people to free themselves and take back ownership of their lives, that they could do anything uh, from, uh, you know, within months of asking for help, I lost 65, 70 pounds with that, I, I got my confidence back and my energy. How long did um, it take to lose all of the weight? Uh, only about three or four months. Oh, wow. um, it was, uh, I was reached out to by a good friend who didn't even know I was doing, um, you know, kind of at rock bottom. And yeah. he had asked how I was doing. And I said, and, and I was able to be honest. I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. I'm at rock bottom. I'm this way. And I just told him my situation. And he said, let's just, let's meet up. I have something for you. He turned out to, um, he was a trainer. He owned a health club. He was a businessman. Um, he had a program that thought would work for me. So he explained the program. I went on that program. I lost uh, 65 to 70 pounds within four months. Mm -hmm. um, I later ended up, and I still do, I have a side business in health coaching um, where I coach uh, other people on how to lose weight and maintain health, proper health, yeah. and mostly to get mental clarity so they can apply their best selves and become their best selves to apply it in all other areas of life, in work, uh, in relationships, in community, in faith, in family, um, because it is the foundation. It's the bedrock. You can't serve others when you're not at 100%. When your cup is empty, you can't pour into others. You yeah. can't pay it forward. And that's the lesson, one of the lessons I learned uh, by asking for help, by looking for mentors, by finding coaches, that that became the new me was always looking for someone else who was successful in navigating whatever area that you needed help in, there's someone else who's already done it. There's someone else who already has a program or a plan or a methodology or a strategy. And all you have to do is be open to learning and doing that. And you'll be as successful or more successful than you ever have been because you're open to that. When you're closed off and you think you can figure it out on your own, that's when you start spiraling downward and you're, and you have that fixed mindset instead of a growth mindset. Yeah. And how did you come up with the growth mindset? I know, like you mentioned on the hospital bed, you realize like you need to make the change uh, because of the reason, like uh, your lowest moment of your life, the bad choices you made. But after that, like when you made the shift, like I need to change and, you know, going through the process, it's not easy as you think, like probably hitting your gym or like doing the diet. It's not easy to keep on, be consistent on it and get the results. How did it stay consistent? How did you develop the kind of mindset? Like I need to do it no matter what. Uh, it was really because the, what had happened is that, yeah, any diet, anyone can have willpower and just eat a certain way and lose weight. Yeah. 80 to 90% of those people gain all their weight back within a year or two because they don't learn new habits and behaviors. Mm. Um, and that is the daily consistency is you have to change your mind. You have to change your wiring. And I was very fortunate with the program that I now coach, um, both in mindset and, and wellness. Uh, the wellness program that had me lose the weight had this mindset component. It yeah. had this life, uh, you know, these life shifts that you daily practiced and you reprogrammed your brain over time by taking these small incremental actions over time that would add up to new behaviors and new habits. 
Um, because if we don't change our habits, then we'll default back to what got us in trouble in the first place. Those behaviors that are uh, like grooves in a record that are permanently in our brain, we have to create new ones. And I was very fascinated on how to do this from a scientific and a logical point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to know more. And when I dug deep into knowing more about how our brain works, how we form habits and behaviors, where our identity comes, why do we make the choices we, we make? I was just fascinated with it and really went down that rabbit hole and studied it. And when I studied it, I realized that anyone can change, that we're not fixed. We're not who we always were. We can change who we become by understanding and giving ourselves power and the tools to start shifting out of those things that are going to keep us, keep us back, uh, become obstacles when we're, um, you know, self-inflicting yeah. um, and holding ourselves back. And once I understood the formula for it, the neuroscience, I said, how do I really apply this in my life on a day-to-day -day basis in any area of my life? How do I change the way I think? How do I get rid of those limiting beliefs or those myths and misconceptions that were put upon me by my family, maybe my religion, by society, by community, the TV, the news? Like, why did I accept all these things as truths when they were incongruent with what I wanted to achieve? And that's where so many people face this friction. Yeah. Um and this unhappiness and sometimes this gloom and frustration and anger and feel like they're helpless is because they want so many things for not just themselves, but to provide to others and help out. And that's why we're designed as humans to be part of a community and to, you know, make everyone else better together. And yet they feel like they're going two steps forward, one step back. And there's so, that self-sabotage and they don't know what's happening. Well, it's the difference between what their mind has been trained to do um, in their belief systems to what in the subconscious to what they're consciously trying to do. And there's, there's a dichotomy, there's a friction there because a belief set said, no, you know, wealthy people are, are not good people. They walk on others to get success yet you want success. So everything you do to become successful is negated by the fact that internally you believe that you don't want to be a bad person. So maybe you don't take those opportunities uh, or challenge yourself or do the things that would make you successful because your belief system is not congruent. It's actually against and sabotaging you, holding you back for doing the things you want to do. So we need to go in and re rewire those beliefs and challenge those beliefs that don't serve you, that may be were limited or just untrue that were given to you by your surroundings and your environment at a much earlier age. Yeah, definitely. So, like we as entrepreneurs, like you always mentioned, like we try to take on like so many on our plate, and we think like we can do it, we can handle it without sharing to the other the people, like people, like our friends, our family members, their spouse. We think like we can to take on everything and end up being like overwhelmed, end up being lose ourselves, like you know, mental health and physical health as well. So those who think like they can handle it, how they can open up to like someone, either could be a coach, either be a consultant, either could be like their family members and be open up, like I need help there. I need to open up, I'll be emotional or things like that. Well, I, I think first, especially entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, it's the loneliest place to be because not yeah. many people understand you or are wired for entrepreneurism. Um, typically when entrepreneurs talk about they're going to take these risks. They're going to, they have a gut feeling. They really want to create something and be outside quote unquote, the normal 
um, of what their expectations of their parents or their community or their society or their friends expect of them, they're going to get pushback. Um, a lot of times it's going to come in negative, get a real job, uh, or that's too risky, uh, mm-hmm. or that's not what we do. If you have parents who are doctors and you don't want to be a doctor or an engineer and you don't want to be an engineer, um, you get a lot of pressure uh, yeah. from close family. Um, and you have to understand a lot of times they, they have great intentions, but they're limited in their identity or their projection of who you should be in relation to them. And that's where you really have to develop kind of a thicker skin and, and go with what you want to do. And what helps you is to be around other like-minded people. There are always mentors or mentorship groups um, or masterminds or people that have already successfully done what you're looking to do or something similar and to study them and to be part of their programs or to get into a group of like-minded entrepreneurs, just to talk, to understand the challenges that you have emotionally, the challenges you have in, in yeah. operations in any business is once you're around an environment where people understand you, then it, then it helps you to emote and communicate and get that out of your system and learn from it and learn from each other. Uh, and not only be mentored, but also p- be a peer to someone else who is also, uh, you know, going through what you're going through. And so those are the two things is one is to find like-minded people in the entrepreneurship who understand the challenges you're going through, because then you're in an environment where you're all working together to overcome those obstacles. And you already have mentors who will show you the way, and then you just put in the effort. But when it comes down to those people closest to you, Often what happens is you're growing as an entrepreneur, you're growing as a person, you're leveling up, you're growing through what you go through, through those obstacles and opportunities to get bigger perspective, to gain more knowledge, to apply it. You Mm -hmm. may leave those close people behind. If those friends and those family aren't in a position or don't choose to also grow with you in their own realm, um, then that's what happens is sometimes you just leave them behind. Um, because you can't stop your own progress, but you cannot be anchored by people with limited beliefs who are holding you back uh, or maybe become toxic in your world. And sometimes we let them go. Sometimes we just distance ourselves uh, with the frequencies of our interaction. And this could be family or friends or close relatives, Um, but you have your life to live. You're, You're not subject to living the life of what other people expect from you. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, if someone come to you like for advice or like like a guidance for their mindset, what would be like your advice would be for someone can go for like a new year resolution? Uh, probably they want to lose weight or probably start a new business or new habits for like we're coming for 2023. So what would be your first advice for someone like who comes for your help? The first advice I give to all my clients, regardless whether it's New Year's or anything, is I have them ask themselves three questions and sit with three questions until they get a real clear answer. And those questions are, what do you really want right. out of life? What do you really want? You have to get really focused on what do you want, not what other people want for you, not what you think you should have from you know, the celebrities or other successful people. What do you want in your life? Yeah, And then the second thing is, why do you want it? You have to have that emotional anchor because if you're not emotionally committed, if you don't know why the emotions of why you want something, then if you go to achieve it, you're not going to have the endurance. You're not going to have the mental fortitude. You're not going to have the strength and resilience to get through all the hard work and challenges to achieve it because it's not tied to something that very strong why. 
And mm-hmm. those people can go back to Simon Sinek's great TED talk. You know, you're getting your why. Um, that's a great refresher to really understanding the emotional component of of the what you want. And the third thing is to fully anchor it by saying, asking yourself, how are you going to feel when you achieve it? Putting yourself in that emotional state of already achieving the success uh, or whatever you really want when you have it, how are you going to feel? And if you can't put yourself in that excitement, that blissful state, that sense of accomplishment, it's going to be, um, what's going to happen is, is that you might go after something and achieve it, but not be satisfied and you'll be unfulfilled when you have it. And that's where a lot of people do. They go out and acquire wealth, but they don't have fulfillment. They have success, but no fulfillment. There's no joy. There's no purpose. There's no passion. There's no happiness. And that, that's not how we're supposed to, that, that, that doesn't engage life. That doesn't engage all of our senses. That doesn't marry the mind, the body and the heart all together in, in the direction we want to go. So it's to really sit back and say, what do you really want? Why do you want it? And how's it going to make you feel when you achieve it? When all three of those are in alignment, then you can ask, well, how do I do this? And that's when you can go look for a mentor or a course or a program or an influencer or someone else that's already done what you're looking to do and then just find the blueprint. And then at that point, it's just a method of being open and coachable and teachable and having the willpower to put in the energy and effort to see it through. Um, But if you're backed by that strong, what that strong, why, and that, how, then you're going to be, then you're going to be on your road to success. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's a great advice. So, yeah, look, we're coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure learning more about your story and yeah, sharing a few things for our audience as well. So yeah, those who's listening, if anyone interested to learn more about your program, yourself, where is the best place to find you? The best place is simply my website. It's Luke Harlan Coaching, L-U-K-E-H-A-R-L-A-N, coaching.com. Um, sign up. There's a newsletter. There's resources. Um and then you can learn about all the different uh, programs, the coaching, speaking, uh, and courses uh, that I have to help facilitate your mindset freedom so you can take back uh, power and control in your life to create the life that you've always wanted. Yeah, thank you for that. So it's been a great pleasure like having you on the show. And thank you for your time today. I wish you best of luck. And yeah, you have a great day ahead. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Got some value from it. So those who are interested in learning more about Luke, go to visit his website and you can reach out to him. You can check out his programs and everything. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.